Thank you for joining me here today with the broadcast. Um, I really want to bless you today. I have a word on my heart that will inspire you into action <laughs> so that we can see the power of God manifested in our lives today. Okay, so uh, um, I just want to start with Romans chapter 3. It says in verse 20, For no person will be justified and made righteous and acquitted and judged acceptable in his sight by observing the works prescribed by the law. Okay, so I just want to stop there first. Um, it does not say that we will not have works. It simply says we will not be justified in God's sight by observing the works of the law. The works of the law are works that come from our determination, our self-effort in trying to, uh, to do the ritual, to, to comply to the standard written in the law. But that standard, the true standard of the law, is completely impossible to attain by the flesh. Completely impossible. No one will be justified by observing the works of the law. Okay? So I just want to go on here. Then it says, the real function of the law is to make men recognize and be conscious of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been revealed independently and altogether apart from the law, although actually it is attested by the law and the prophets. Right. So the righteousness of God is revealed independently and apart from the law, which means that your righteousness has nothing to do with the works of the law. Your righteousness has everything to do with the works Jesus did in his body. He paid the price. He took the sin and the shame of the world upon his body, which, uh, and, and he absorbed all judgment upon him, so that all those who believe in him might be declared righteous and justified before God by faith in Jesus Christ. So it is so simple. We simply need to believe and trust in what Jesus did. And if we believe the message of what Jesus did for us, then we are declared righteous and we are born from, ago, from above, born from this everlasting eternal word of God, the word of the gospel of what Jesus Christ did for us. Okay? So in this gospel, it says the righteousness of God has been revealed independently altogether apart from the law. So it is not the law in the law that the righteousness is revealed. In the law, sin is revealed because the law makes men conscious of sin. But in uh, this righteousness is revealed apart from the law. Okay, it is actually revealed in the gospel, which is completely separate. And now uh, I just want to turn back to Romans chapter one. He says here in verse sixteen, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Christ, for it is God's power working unto salvation." For deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes with a personal trust, confidence, surrender, and firm, firm reliance to the Jew first, also the Greek. For in the gospel, a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed. So it is the gospel where God reveals the righteousness. Okay, Both springing from faith and leading to faith, disclosed through the way of faith that arose to more faith, as it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright shall live and shall live by faith. With other words, the works that he does from the moment he believes are now then works coming from faith in what he believes, and not anymore works coming uh, out of his need to justify himself in the sight of God. If we believe that we have been justified in the sight of God by the blood of Jesus, by believing the gospel of Jesus Christ, then we will rest and we will not strive anymore 
to become righteous and to attain a righteousness from God. We will just rest and realize, we will, we will um, accept it as a fact that we have now been justified. Now, since that is true, our works from this moment on must surely change. I mean, if I, uh, for instance, if I have a debt to pay, if I have a, a big debt to pay, and I'm working towards paying back, repaying my debt, but the debt is too much, but I'm repaying my debt, and I, you know, you feel so bad, and this big burden you have, this great thing, you have to do it, and you, you strive to get there. Then one day someone just comes and declares you free. <laughs> Pays your debt, there you go. All right. So from then on, you will not strive again to pay your debt because the debt is paid. So surely then your life will be different because you feel relieved. My goodness, the burden is gone. I don't even have to do that anymore. Okay. So in the same way, there are faith works which is different from the works prescribed by the law of Moses. All right. So the gospel... Um, is, is the power of God unto salvation. It works from faith to faith. So if I believe the gospel, that works salvation in me, and then the fruit of it is my works will change. All right. So uh, I just want to read to you a few scriptures concerning this. Let's go to Romans chapter 10. Brethren, with all my heart's desire and goodwill for Israel, I long and pray to God that they may be saved. So I've said this before, Israel is not just saved, the Jews are not automatically saved. Uh, they were rejected as God's people, but the salvation of Christ is still extended to them. Like to any other pe people on the face of the earth, if they believe, they will also be saved. Paul, wants, in this scripture, wants them to be saved. I bear them witness that they have a certain zeal and enthusiasm for God, but it is not enlightened and according to correct and vital knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness that God ascribes, which makes one acceptable to him in word, thought, and deed, and seeking to establish a righteousness of their own, they did not obey or submit themselves to God's righteousness. So they are ignorant of the righteousness of God. They are ignorant of the righteousness which God reveals through the preaching of the gospel because they have not yet received the gospel because they, uh, they try by the works of the law. But we know that no one will be justified by observing the works of the law. For Christ is the end of the law, the limit at which it ceases to be. For the law leads up to him who is the fulfillment of its types, and in him the purpose which it was designed to accomplish is fulfilled. That is, the purpose of the law is fulfilled in him as the means of righteousness, right relationship to, uh, right relationship to God for everyone who trusts in, adheres to, and relies on him. Okay, verse 13, For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If we trust in Jesus Christ, uh, and we call upon the name of the Lord, uh, the salvation that is revealed in the gospel, the power of God unto salvation, that salvation comes to us and it does a work in our lives. But how are people to call upon Him whom they have not believed in, in whom they have no faith, in whom they have no reliance? And how are they to believe in Him if, uh, of whom they have never heard? And how, they, how are they to hear without a preacher? And how can men be expected to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings. 
but they have not all heeded the gospel. We read that in, in, in uh, Romans 10 verse 2 and 3, they did not heed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed and had faith in what he has heard from us? So in verse 16, he speaks about um, Isaiah 53. He says, who have believed our report unto him is the arm of the Lord revealed. Right, so in, in Isaiah 53, we all know it. In verse 4 and 5, it says, Surely he has borne our weaknesses and sicknesses and transgressions, and, and he, has, he has taken our pains of punishments. Um, uh, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement that brought us peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed and made whole. So all that came upon Jesus, and that is the report that some heeded and some did not heed, that some obeyed and some did not obey. In this report, the righteousness of God is revealed, and believing this report is the power unto salvation. Okay, So uh, now verse 17 says, So faith comes by hearing, and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ. So the King James says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So there is a preaching of the word of God. This word is what Jesus did for you, what he accomplished for you, and who you are now because of that. You know, you being in Christ, you being justified, you being made the righteousness of God. And uh, that comes to you by believing this word. So here is a preacher preaching to you this word. If you hear this word and believe it, salvation comes to you and something happens to you and the fruit of it, will be works. It will be different works. Your works will change. It will no longer be works of the law trying to justify yourself and trying to do all kinds of rituals by the dependence of the flesh so that you can be better. It will be works that is done in dependence on the truth of the Word of God. So if I truly believe that it is true that Jesus Christ did on the, uh, died on the cross, that Jesus Christ paid my sin and justified me and declared me righteous, that I've been washed clean, that I've been uh, made holy by what Jesus did. If I truly trust and believe in that, my works will change. There will be a freedom in my life. There will be a boldness towards God. And I will operate in faith. Okay? So the works, there's a difference in the works. James chapter 1 verse 20. For man's anger does not promote the righteousness of God. There's a translation that I have out of the original scriptures which says here, the emotions of man cannot produce the wordfulness of God. So the word being the person Christ who indwells us. So if we, by our soulish emotions and by our own efforts and by our own struggling, try to become better, it can never produce the righteousness or the wordfulness of God. So we need to hear the word of God receive it, yield to it, and believe it. And that will produce the righteousness of God in us, okay? Because the gospel reveals the righteousness of God. That will make us full of the word and produce the fruit of righteousness. So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. So we are all in agreement with that. We all want wickedness and, and all those stuff to be out of our lives. And in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, Receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contain the power to save your souls. 
but be doers of the word. Obey the message and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone lis only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. For he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it, being not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he shall be blessed in his doing. So we need to be doers of the word. We need to hear the word, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that word, that gospel need to be believed in our hearts, but the fruit of believing it and that saving faith will always be, there will be works that flows from this new understanding and this new realization. Now, firstly, I believe that God leads us into these works of faith by giving us a desire to do it. And it's usually being inspired to do supernatural, impossible things. And um, then He gives us the power to perform it. So the Bible says God gives us the ability to uh, desire His will and the power to, to perform it. So uh, I just really believe that when we hear and believe the gospel, the power of God is revealed in our lives. And if the power of God is revealed in our lives, we will have power to perform the will of God and we will be able to do works that other people were not able to do in the past. So in John chapter 14 verse 12, Jesus said, You will do the works that I do and even greater works than these. Because I go to my Father. Now we know that He went to the Father and we are in Him and He is in us. Therefore, we are also with the Father. Therefore, us being united with Christ in faith in this word, there is now power released because we are the body of Christ. And now being the body of Christ, the power is released and we go out and do it. So, I just want to say, if we believe something, we will act on it. If we say we believe a specific thing, but we never act on it, our deeds speak different than the words that our mouths say. So, for, for instance, if I say, I believe that God heals the sick, and I never go out and lay hands on the sick, how can I prove, how can I show that I have faith? I mean, uh, if I do not have faith, in what Jesus did, how can I say that I believe it? You know, um, oh, I believe in God healing the sick, but my hands are never on the sick. I think there's a problem there. Okay, I think th that word that is received, that realization, and be that being convinced of of the character of God that He wants to heal the sick and that He does heal the sick, must necessarily move us into action and get us to the sick and uh, give us that desire to operate in the supernatural things of God and get our hands on the sick. That completes your faith. So if your faith is completed, then the power of God unto salvation is released and the sick is healed. And then you can start feeling it in your life. You can feel the faith building up in you. It's like a tangible experience of the Holy Spirit. It's a manifestation of unseen things that comes into your life. And you cannot but lay hands on the sick. 
or for instance finances if you say I believe God provides um, for my needs then I you know that word will produce power in me that I will act contrary to logic I will act in in faith so that action is a demonstration of the power of God I give money that I need it <laughs> and then because I did it the power is released the gospel is the power of God unto salvation but the God but that faith is completed with the action so faith um, I believe is it is convinced but the 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 fulfillment of the faith the completeness of, of the faith only uh, um, comes forth in the works or the deeds that was prompted by what we were promised in the first place okay so um, we need to be doers of the word those who hear the word and do the word are those who are blessed in their doing now faith is the assurance the confirmation the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality faith perceiving as real factor is not revealed to the senses King James says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So people have argued and said things about the substance of faith. Okay, it says it is the substance of things hoped for. So if I hope for something, I do not yet see it. That's Romans 8 verse 24, 25. He says, how can you hope for something that you already see? So hope means it is unseen. It is a future event that we, are, that we trust in completely. So for instance, I believe that the sick will be healed. Okay? So I believe that because of what Jesus did, there is power to heal the sick in the church. Okay. Now the faith is acting on the hope. So believing that this is true will prompt me to act and lay my hands on the sick. That is the substance. So I manifest something that was not seen before. Something that, uh, yesterday maybe no one saw the sick healed. Today someone believed. They got convinced of the hope that we have. Now the substance of that is we manifest the unseen thing. The unseen thing becomes seen by a demonstration of power, by an action of faith. And the power of God unto salvation is released. So my laying hands on the sick, that moment... That action is the substance it speaks of here. The hope is just a promise. It's something that we believe will happen. But the substance of what we hope for, now it is here, manifested, we see it. What is that? It is called faith. With other words, you see someone laying hands on the sick and, that, and the sick recover. Or you see someone giving money and you see all their needs are met supernaturally by the grace of God or you see someone um, acting doing all kinds of things you know acting in faith and then you see the results that is faith faith is an action uh, an action prompted by the complete assurance of the things unseen the things that we still hoped for so it is actually really so simple it's not a difficult thing so now Hebrews 11 is now a report of all these faith heroes, all these people who has done wonderful things by faith. You know, 
like Enoch was caught up because he pleased God. And then he says it is impossible to please God without faith. For those who come to God must believe that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now I ask the question, okay. Firstly, I said it in previous programs, who is? We need to have a clear idea of who God is. He is good and he wants to give us all those things. So with other words, we have that hope that he wants to give it to us, right? And then... We need to realize, we need to seek Him out. Now, how do I seek God out? For instance, in the context of healing again, to seek God out, to seek out the miracle, to seek out that thing that we want to do by faith. Go lay your hands on the sick. <laughs> Just go lay your hands on the sick. Do something prompted by what you heard. Lay hands on the sick and you will see them recover instantly. Okay, so... Uh, to seek God out is to constantly put yourself in a position where God can manifest himself and show forth his power unto salvation to the world. So if you demonstrate your faith, you know, if you demonstrate what you believe to be true, that is seeking God out. And then the reward will just be there because God is the rewarder of them that seek him out. Okay, it's so simple. So now the rest of Hebrews 11, it speaks of people that you know Abraham and Moses and it's it speaks of of people that has done things in faith right so it's a list of acts of what people has done all right so in if you read the acts of the apostles it's also a list of things done in faith by the grace of God by the power of God the power being released like in Acts chapter 3, Peter and, and John went in the hour of prayer to the temple gate called Beautiful. And there was a man being carried along. Um, they usually put him there to beg for alms. And they just said, uh, look on us. And they said, silver and gold have we not. But what we do have, we give to you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. They pulled him up. That action, pulling him up, there you see demonstration of faith. And what happened? Immediately his ankle bones received strength and he jumped up and he leapt and he praised God. Okay? So God works through actions of faith. Alright? And those actions justify what we believe. It justifies what we, what we say, uh, what we believe. So um, if we just go to James chapter 2. What is the use, my brethren, for anyone to profess to have faith? If he has no good works to show for it, can such faith save his soul? Alright, so now we have read earlier in James chapter 1 that um, the word in, rooted, implanted in our hearts has the power to save your soul. So the power unto salvation is the gospel. Okay, but if we believe, we say we believe the gospel, but that gospel never prompts us to action then where is the demonstration of the power? That is, that is what he's asking here. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2, Paul says, you know, I want to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I, I came in your presence with much trembling and so on. And my words were not set forth with human words of wisdom, but they were in the demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power, stirring in the minds of my ears most early emotions, thus persuading them, says the Amplified. So what I'm saying here is, um, the, the preaching of the gospel will always go with the demonstration of what we believe to be true. So there must be signs and wonders with the preaching of the word. All right. So let's just go on. It says, verse 17, So also faith, if it does not have its works, deeds and actions of obedience, 
by itself is destitute of power. So we know the power of God and salvation, the gospel. So the gospel loses its power to save people when people do not act on, on the gospel, do not act on what Christ told them to do. Verse 18, but someone will say uh, to you then, you say you have faith and I have good works. Now show me your alleged faith apart from any good works, if you can, and I by good works will show you my faith. All right? You believe that God is one, you do well, so do the demons believe and shudder in terror. Verse 20, are you willing to be shown proof, you foolish fellow, that faith apart from good works is inactive and effective and worthless? Was not our forefather Abraham shown to be justified? There we come to the justified, made acceptable to God by his works when he brought to the altar as an offering his own son Isaac. You see that his, that his faith was cooperating with his works and his faith was completed and reached its supreme expression when he implemented it by works. Verse 24, you see that a man is justified through what he does and not alone through faith, through works of obedience as well as by what he believes. Okay, so Rahab the harlot, was she not shown to be justified? Shown to be justified. Shown to be just as she believed and she was justified. But her actions sh showed that she was justified. Okay? Shown to be justified by good deeds when she took in the scout spies and sent them away by a different route. For as the human body apart from the spirit is lifeless, so faith apart from its works of obedience is also dead. If there is no works of faith in our lives, we are stuck with a worthless, weak grace, a worthless, weak gospel. Um, there has been a preaching of uh, a grace that paralyzes people. Because it says God will do everything and you have no role to play. And God is sovereign and God will do everything and you cannot do anything. because. And then people are just so scared that they become religious. And say I do something and it's a work by the law. and I, you know, No. That is absolute nonsense. If, uh, if we really believe, we will, uh, we will be moving in the works of what we believe. Second um, Corinthians 4 also says, we have believed and therefore uh, we have spoken. So if I believe, I will say what I believe. And if I believe, I will demonstrate by showing what I believe. What good does a gospel without power do the world? Absolutely Nothing. It has no benefit for anyone. What good does it do if we preach a message that uh, puts people into passivity and let them just sit there and not do anything? What a great life to be able to go out and do the works, the supernatural works of Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit as demonstrated when we just go and do the works of the gospel as Jesus commanded us to do.